0: This is episode number 14 of the Runaway Together podcast. You're listening to the Getting Married in the Time of COVID episode. I'm your host, Katie Doherty, an elopement and intimate wedding photographer based in Los Angeles. I created this podcast as a resource for couples who are considering an elopement. If you'd like more information and some inspiration about eloping, you can visit runawaytogether.co. I've started creating a corresponding blog post for each of these episodes. So you can easily find all of the links that we've mentioned. You can find the posts at runawaytogether.co slash resources. I also have a special offer going on, and that is a free hour of coverage if you mention that you found me on this podcast. So, if you end up booking me as your elopement photographer, I will just add on a free hour of coverage so that we have a little bit of extra time for photos. I live in LA, but I'm happy to travel to any location. Right now, obviously, with COVID 19, we're sort of limited on where we can go, but under normal circumstances, I will go anywhere. Today I'm chatting with the lovely Molly of Between the Pine. Molly is an adventure elopement photographer based in the Pacific Northwest. I found her online while I was researching how to get married in this strange coronavirus era. She has some amazing resources on her blog and so I figured she would be the perfect person to talk through this topic with. Some of the things we include are navigating through the disappointment of changing your wedding plans and how to stay positive, ways that you can include friends and family in your celebration. We also talk about vendor agreements and changing your date. And also, maybe you are going to decide to elope and just postpone your original wedding plans so that you can still have that big party later. Before we start, I do want to urge everyone to follow the CDC guidelines and the recommendations for gathering sizes and just the safety precautions put in place by your county. Obviously, it's extremely important to keep yourself and others safe during this time. All right, here we go. Today, I am talking with Molly from Between the Pine and our main topic of discussion is what to do when your wedding plans have been affected because of COVID-19. And first, before we get into it, I do want to just express sympathy for anyone who isn't able to go forward with their original wedding plans because of COVID. But hopefully Molly and I can bring a little bit of positivity and perspective shift and kind of give you some ideas for what to do instead. So Molly, I'd love to have you just introduce the name of your business and maybe how it got its start and the areas that you serve.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, Katie, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so stoked to be here. So like Katie said, I have a business called Between the Pine. Um, The quick story is I actually started back in 2016 as a food blog, very different than what I do now. I went to school to be a dietitian and I've always loved creating recipes. And so that's kind of how I got my start. And then in 2017, my brother-in-law was proposing to my very best friend out in the mountains. And he asked like, hey, Molly, can you come and take a few photos? If you know me, you know I absolutely love the mountains. In college, I was known as the granola girl because my outfits were always prepped for either going to class or skipping class to go to the mountains, which happened quite often, to be honest. <laughs> um, so I helped uh, my brother-in-law pull off this proposal. I took these photos. Lucky for me, the lighting was perfect that day because I had no idea what I was doing. Those photos got posted that evening on Instagram and the next morning I had my first booking and honestly never looked back. And so that's very much the short version of how I got to where I am now, which is I fully photograph Adventure Wedding. And elopements. Um, I'm based in a little mountain town outside of Seattle, um, and so I mainly photograph elopements in Washington and Oregon and Kauai. So those are my three main places. But I also do travel all over the U.S. to places like Glacier National Park, the Grand Teton's, and things where really wherever my clients want me to go. So that's kind of between the pine and where we're at now. I have a team of a few other people with me that help with writing my blogs and graphic design and social media and stuff like that. So yeah.
0: Amazing. And I, I remember now that you say that, that you hop over to Hawaii now and then. And I was just talking to my friend about going to Hawaii because oh, I've never been. And yes. you said, is it Hawaii? is the northern, like, the island on the top kind of
1: yeah so Kauai is known as like the garden island and my husband and i actually went there on our honeymoon and since then i've found Mm. our way back so many times and so that little island kind of feels like our second home and so now i do quite a few elopements out there as well just because i know the island so well and i love getting to help couples plan their like epic adventure out there so you should totally go it's amazing
0: (laughs) Have you had the chance to photograph any elopements or intimate celebrations since the virus outbreak
1: started? Yeah, so I personally have not. um, Because of just for Washington's regulations, kind of what happened was main elopement season in Washington kind of starts in April, and then it goes until October. And so We were pretty much shut down by the end of March. And so everything I've had has been postponed. Our stay-at-home order may end um, in the next couple days. And then we're able to start photographing elopements as soon as that happens. But for right now, we are not allowed to. So I haven't yet.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I guess it just depends on states and probably even more specifically the county and You just have to kind of check with your area what the latest update is. I would like to share, I did, I was originally going to photograph a really big wedding um, this past weekend and they decided to just celebrate just the two of them. And I believe that the courthouses or like the city halls aren't open for marriage licenses, but somehow their officiant was able to get one. And we just did just the two of them and myself and the officiant on a beach, which was open and, you know, I wore my mask. And so I actually didn't realize that it was possible to still do this in, in this is Los Angeles County, but um, we did it. It happened just a couple days ago. So yeah, I think that it's going to vary and you just kind of have to keep your eye on what the latest is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I even called like our local law enforcement and just asked them a few questions because I obviously want to respect all of the guidelines that are in place. But you're so right, of like county and citywide, it's all so different everywhere and it's changing so rapidly. Like for example, in Washington, when things really started to shut down, we were told our national forests aren't going to open until September 30th. And oh wow. For Washington, that is just unheard of. And that would be really hard because our winters are pretty long here in Western Washington with the rain. So we really look forward to the summers. Um, But then, you know, they said that a month ago and then last Friday they opened the national forest. And so it's like so crazy. I think it's just also unprecedented that it's really a day-to-day thing of um, regulations and what's being allowed.
0: I agree. And actually that was a good segue into the next question, which was how how can couples navigate through sort of the sadness and maybe disappointment of having to change their original plans? And what you said about just taking it one day at a time is a good first step. And, you know, just because... The announcement today is this, you know, just like what you mentioned, it could change within a day or a week. So you never know. And I think taking it one day at a time is a nice approach. But do you have any other suggestions for just kind of handling feeling bummed about it, which is understandable?
1: Yeah, totally. So, kind of like you said, like first and foremost, I tell all my couples, I just am so sorry that the situation. This is the situation you're in. I think a lot of my couples too have expressed to me of they're really sad and disappointed, but they also know there's a lot of hurt going on in the world as a whole, and so they don't know if they should feel sad or be able to express their sadness to others because it's for their wedding where others are losing their jobs or getting sick. And so I hope this can be permission to any couple listening that it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to cry. It's okay to like feel the feels about this my team actually wrote a blog post, which we can link in the show notes, all about how to support friends and family who are having to postpone their wedding. And I've had so many couples reach out to me and say they've totally just sent that to their family and friends or family or friends reach out and say, thank you so much for writing this because we truly just had no idea what to do. There's some fun little ideas in that blog post and there's some links to like, there's care packages you can send that are just like, sorry, this sucks and things like that. So Um, Hopefully that can be of help as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. I will for sure link to the post that you're mentioning. Anything else?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, of course, it's okay to feel the feels. I think the second biggest thing though is lean on your partner for support. This is such a great opportunity for you two to really just hold hands and hold tight and walk through this together. It's so unprecedented and new that it's really hard to look to your right and left and realize not many other people have ever walked through this. And so having your partner on your side is so, so important. And I would say as well, a lot of couples that what I'm seeing a lot of couples do who did have that big wedding planned and now they're like, we don't know what to do. We have all of our deposits down for our big wedding, but we can't have our big wedding anymore. And they are deciding to elope. Something that is fun and something to look at on the bright side, I guess, is you can elope and then your original wedding plans, you can postpone that for whenever you feel Ready to do so. And that can be your reception and that can be the huge party, and everyone can still celebrate you. And so, if there's any silver lining in this, I tell my couples, is you're basically getting two weddings. You get your elopement, and you can do whatever you want for your elopement. And then you get a big party and reception to be celebrated again. So, you get to dress up twice. (laughs) Totally.
0: I knew I could count on Molly for positivity, like spinning it to a positive (laughs) angle. You also just mentioned wedding vendors, which made me think of another question I have for you and I'm just going to read a little quick sentence from your blog post. It says, as a wedding vendor, I highly suggest postponing your wedding rather than canceling. Oftentimes, deposits that you've made toward wedding vendors can be moved throughout the year, but they can't be returned if you cancel. So just kind of having a look at your vendor's contract, everyone's going to want to work with you. They're not going to say, you know, tough luck and." that's it. They're going to be as accommodating as possible. Is that what you would do first in this situation? Would you suggest just reaching out to your vendors and seeing if they're willing to change the date or just rework what you originally agreed on?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So I would say before you even reach out to your vendors, read through every single contract and see what their cancellation policy is, what their refund policy is, so that you're well-versed in it. At this point, everyone's reading through their contracts over and over again to make sure they're protected and their couples are protected because in the end, a vendor doesn't want to just take your deposit and never be part of your day. They want to work with you. They want to postpone if that's possible. And so I would say, first and foremost, look at that contract. And then I would just make a list of every vendor that you maybe need to reach out to. And then slowly just reach out to them and have a general idea of maybe when you're wanting to postpone too. If you have a venue, I would say... It's really important to see what dates are available for postponement for your venue and then like ask your photographer, your videographer, you know, all the other vendors to make sure that's a realistic day for them. I've had a few couples just have to go back and forth a few times of a date worked for me, but it didn't work for their venue, or the it worked for the venue, it didn't work for me. So I think it's just open communication is the biggest thing. We're all trying to navigate this to the best of our ability. And I would say 99.9% 99.9% of the time, the vendor's on your side and they really want to make sure that you feel taken care of and that you still get to have your best day ever.
0: Exactly. And, you know, maybe if you hired a DJ and you're thinking, well, if we're just going to elope, like why do we need a DJ anymore? You know, still do your elopement if you really want to get married, but just save all that stuff for like the big party reception or, you know, maybe you can do a vow renewal if it. Turns out to be a year from now when you have your big party with friends and family and all the vendors. So I think there's really some ways to be creative and still make it work. And yeah, maybe get two weddings out of this, all of this. Yes.
1: (laughs) Double the celebration. Exactly.
0: (laughs) And then another thing from this is still kind of related to vendors from the blog post. I'll paraphrase, but a common myth about elopements is that you know there aren't necessarily details to plan it's not necessarily a hundred percent planning free even though it might be less so than a bigger traditional wedding there are still like some major things that you want to consider like a place to stay creating a timeline You know, if you're going to do it outdoors, finding the perfect backdrop ahead of time, photographers usually, especially elopement photographers, can scope these kind of things out for you. So you said details like these are why it's so important to hire the right vendor team to help your elopement dreams become reality. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out that I like that section of the post.
1: Yeah, totally. I've, and just kind of going off of that, I've had quite a few couples who have booked me now for their elopement this year who have postponed their bigger wedding and they've just kept their original wedding photographer for that vow renewal reception Mm. and then gone ahead and hired me to be their elopement photographer um, just because they recognize they're so excited to work with their wedding photographer, but their wedding photographer mainly focuses on larger events. And so they decided to opt to go with another photographer for their elopement. And so that's definitely an option too. If the photographer you've booked for your original wedding isn't super comfortable doing elopements or maybe doesn't know the outdoors as well or like elopement spots and locations.
0: Sure, I think that's a good point. I just thought of this question kind of going off on a little tangent, but yeah, do you think that if you are planning to elope, I might already know your answer, but is it <laughs> key to find someone who specializes in elopements or can any wedding photographer do these kind of intimate elopement celebrations?
1: Yeah, that's actually a really good question. I think there's kind of a two-part answer to this. I would say if you're willing, I would absolutely hire someone who specializes in elopements because there's just things with elopements, just like a bigger wedding that are just different and they're unique and they're very honed in on that specific industry. Um, But with that, if you love your wedding photographer and your wedding photographer has said they're interested in, understanding or like wanting to do your elopement go for it if that's who you feel most comfortable around um, with elopements it's a really intimate moment usually it's just you and the photographer or maybe a handful of family and friends and so it's really important you feel comfortable around your photographer and so if your wedding photographer is your person that's who you want there for both your elopement and reception I would say absolutely move forward with them but also recognize and be aware that that person may not be as experienced in planning elopements and knowing all the little elopement things. And so again, that's where it's helpful as a community of vendors where we can come alongside one another right now and help each other with understanding special use permits and national parks and how to create a timeline for elopements and things like that. So again, in the words of High School Musical, we are all in this together. (laughs) So I think it's really important that as a community of vendors too, we come alongside those who maybe haven't shot elopements before and their couples are wanting them too.
0: Yeah. This point actually came up in another interview conversation I had with these elopements, this team and, you know, maybe especially the photographer, you have to really feel like they're your person, you know, like you click with them because they are such an integral part of the day, maybe more so than traditional wedding photographer where obviously they're there all day with you, but they might not be, it might not just be such a close knit group. So I think that is really important. Make sure you've talked on the phone, you know, you've kind of maybe done a Skype call or met them in person if you can, just to kind of get a feel for who the photographer is.
1: Absolutely.
0: So moving on to maybe, you know, you don't want to cancel, you want to go forward as much as you can with your wedding date. Maybe it's later in 2020, later this year. Are there any ways that we can include friends and family in your celebration while still maintaining social distancing?
1: Yeah, totally. Um, So again, this is going to all depend on your state and your county and the CDC recommendations because this is all changing so quickly. Um, But I do have a few ideas and I've talked with a lot of couples of like, here's some creative ways of what you can do if you're wanting to move forward with your celebration. But obviously we need to maintain social distancing. So One fun idea I had a couple actually do that I know, I wasn't their photographer, but they had everyone drive to the parking lot of where their ceremony was. And then the ceremony was live streamed to everyone watching in their car. And then when they walked out of the building, everyone like honked their horns and cheered for them. So that's kind of a more extreme route, but that's one way definitely to make sure social distancing is happening. Another idea is... If you end up having just a small ceremony at the time of when you're getting married, social distancing, let's say is still in groups of five or less or 10 or less. One thing you can do is like a drive-by parade. So you right after your ceremony, you can stand somewhere and there's like people literally can just drive by and cheer you on. So a fun way for them to still get to celebrate with you.
0: I love that. And I'm also just thinking about the pictures. That would be a fun thing to document. Yes, so unique, right? It's very, it's very unique to this time. I like that you can still celebrate in that way. Like maybe people decorate their cars or I don't know, attach cans to the bumper stuff like that.
1: Yep. I've seen, so my best friend actually just got married a few weeks ago in Texas and had this drive-by parade. And I've seen people do like um, choreographed dances with their family. They like get out of their car and like do a dance when they drive by. Or I've seen also in a pickup truck, people will get in the back with like a big speaker and like musicians basically and like back up to the couple and then like play the music so they can have their first dance. So, That's really
0: nice. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's kind of a fun way for your guests to get to be creative as well. So you're not having to think of all the creative things. <laughs>
0: mm, definitely. Oh, uh, I think there's one other thing you mentioned or maybe a couple other, but the live stream or including people via Zoom.
1: Yeah, so that's another great option of using Zoom or having maybe a Facebook Live or something like that. And there's a few ways you can do this. You can set it up to be an actual live stream so everyone can be watching it as it happens. Another way that I've seen it done as well is let's say you're getting married somewhere where there's limited cell phone service or something like that. You can record it and then just have a friend upload it to Facebook or YouTube later for everyone to watch. So that's a really fun way for people to still get to experience the moment although they weren't getting to be there in person.
0: True and that's actually exactly what we did this past weekend with the couple. Originally we were kind of talking about trying to set up Zoom but their family was on the East Coast. We were in California so we ultimately just decided to record it and um, we just did it on a little tripod and a cell phone and they're going to share it with them later. And then I was also able to get them a sneak peek, which I think a lot of photographers are able to do. I don't want to speak for everyone, but it's kind of nice if you can even get just like 10, 20 pictures so that you can share, you know, share the photos, share the video with your friends and family, do some toasts online, stuff like that.
1: Yes, totally. I just thought of too something that made me just think of is if you do record it, you could have a watch party. Mm. And like the couple could actually watch it with everyone too. That might be something kind of fun because then you can go into toasts and things as well. You know, everyone pours some champagne and maybe has
0: (laughs) some dessert. Yeah, that'd be fun. And I also think that that would be a fun thing to photograph. As a photographer, you know, if they are doing something the next day. Yeah. Because then the family feels like they're kind of part of the photos as well.
1: Totally. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that would be a really like fun outside the box thing to do.
0: Definitely. Getting creative. And then the other thing, lastly, we already kind of mentioned this, but just planning the party or reception for some time down the line. Yep. If you want to do it that way, you can.
1: I would say the biggest thing is, be open to postponing it instead of canceling it. So you can still be celebrated by your friends, that big celebration.
0: What would you, I know this is such a hard question. I don't even know how to answer this question, but (laughs) what would you say is a safe time to postpone? Like, do you think we're looking at 2021 or just pushing it back maybe later this year?
1: Yeah, that's such a good question. I think it. this again depends on your state and depends on, the recommendations within your county and things like that. There may be a window for 2020 to be able to postpone for, but there's talk and a lot of research of stuff of, you know, the second wave or flu season with COVID and things like that, which would hit more in the late fall. And so I guess for safety of like, if you're wanting to make sure, absolutely, I would say 2021, but also I know in like more Southern states and things, things are really starting to open up right now. And so Yeah, that's a hard one. I would say it totally depends on where you are geographically and the recommendations of your state and what you feel comfortable doing as well. I've had a lot of couples talk with me about, you know, we could postpone to October, but I still don't know if I'd feel comfortable with my grandma being there and things like that. So I think that's where it's really important for you and your partner to sit down and decide what you do feel comfortable with when you're postponing.
0: Definitely. Okay, well, this is awesome, Molly. I have two more questions for you. I just want to see if there's anything else you'd like to share. Um, no pressure, but just if there's something we haven't covered yet that is popping into your mind.
1: I think we've been covering a ton of things. I would say, yeah, <laughs> every couple is different, and so if it means anything, don't look to your right or left when deciding on what you want to do as far as with your partner. Do what you feel best for you to and stay true to that. I hope that you can have community around you that encourages you in what you decide to do because I know it's just case by case and everyone's so different.
0: Awesome. And then lastly, how can people find you online?
1: Um, You can find us on Instagram and on Facebook at Between the Pine and our website is betweenthepine.com. I would say we mostly hang out over on Instagram and yeah, that's where you can find us.
0: Well, thank you so much. I think that this will be helpful to a lot of people and I appreciate your positivity and your ideas. And I'm just sending everybody positivity and just reassurance that everything will work out.
1: Yes. Thanks so much for having me, Katie.
0: Hope you enjoyed listening. Once again, you can visit runawaytogether.co slash resources to find a transcript of this episode as well as any links that we've mentioned. If you are considering an elopement in the Southern California area, I would love to hear from you, even if you don't have your plans completely in place yet and you just kind of need a sounding board or a little bit of advice, I would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me directly on my website, runawaytogether.co, or find me on Instagram, which is also at runawaytogether.co. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe and stay happy.